0: day so every day we start fresh because we can't affect the past
1: but we damn sure can make a difference today
0: welcome to episode 36 of shop talk it's jennifer Gary, hey. and we're back to recap 412 called the knock um the episode was evenly split again and there were some good Chenford crumbs along with happy harper lopez union rep nolan and gray we definitely had a good split of storylines and characters this episode Mm -hmm. so and we've got some news to start off with do you want to go start with the 413 episode description
1: yeah so it's called fight or flight um officers john nolan and lucy chen must fulfill three quests if they want to get a stolen police helicopter back safely from a teenage thief Meanwhile, officers Nyla Harper and Aaron Thorson must guard a convicted cop killer in the hospital following a prison riot. Um, guest stars, um, True Valentino as Aaron, uh, RJ Smith as James, and Jay Hunter as Officer Gil Webb. So, seems like it's going to be a pretty good episode. I'm glad that Aaron's back yes. as Nyla's rookie again um
0: Hmm. them guarding a convicted cop killer though following a prison riot i feel like that's gonna have some like chaos that ensues and i wonder how happy harper that's what i'm dubbing her now um is going to handle that because of her emotions i don't
1: know if it's it's gonna last that's the thing is i don't Mm -hmm. don't that might be what
0: like snaps her out of it maybe (laughs)
1: But, like, James comes back,
0: too. So that's mm-hmm. cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then Nakia had shared that she was on a podcast uh, with Tokes, who was on last season of The Rookie. Um, and it's called Tea for Two. And if you guys haven't listened to it, I suggest checking it out. It was, um, you know, just it was a good podcast. They obviously know each other. They've worked with each other. So it, it felt very, like, conversational um, and friendly. And she just talked about, you know, the culture on The Rookie. Um, I believe that she called all of them just, like, dorks or something. Uh, she shared, like, what she loves about her job. She talked about her set experiences in the past, how she started acting. It was just a really good podcast. And, like, I learned more about Makia. So, yeah, I would go ahead and check it out. We'll, we'll tweet out a link for it as well. So,
1: mm-hmm. Yeah, and um, Eric and Rosalind's latest podcast episode dropped today as well. It was absolutely uh, so entertaining, as always. Um, <laughs> so definitely be sure to check it out. Definitely, yeah. it was quick, um, like shorter than their normal uh, episodes, but still, I mean, it's just like free form. Like they didn't have a guest this week, right. which was interesting. Um, and so it was definitely more like, um, I don't know just like just back and forth and just you got to hear a little bit more of their like banter so it's fun
0: um when you listen to their podcast do you think of like because they also share the little like snippet videos do you (laughs) like picture that
1: too I I can yeah just by their tone of voice and just how like just I mean because Rosalind seems like a talker Uh and I appreciate that because I am too and then just sometimes it's like i mean they but like i don't know just sometimes it's like neither can fully understand what the other is saying until it like takes them a minute you know it's just very entertaining just to hear them i love their dynamic like i yeah
0: i mean whether it's on instagram stories with their travel you know issues or like the the podcast recordings like it's just fun to watch them so
1: yeah I still would like them to release like a full recording on like YouTube or something that would be like the most viewed thing in the history of the world.
0: I would love those like so that would be the best thing ever um yeah so let's dive right into the episode because it was a long one like the severed hand case was long yeah so yeah but like we're gonna start off with what everyone really just cares to hear about and like is basically here for like let's be real and that is chenford take yes. it away
1: chenford in their double date um so how it like kind of happens is long story short ashley had come came up to lucy and tim after she got done filling out paperwork and asked him if he had plans tonight because her friend olive won four tickets to a fancy dinner thing quote unquote at Osea and cue Tim's question of what's a fancy dinner thing. And Ashley explains that it's a pop-up on the beach for one night only and they serve a 12 course fusion menu. Um, Lucy, of course, has to chime in with the control freak in Tim doesn't like to try new things. And I feel like, honestly, like if Lucy wasn't there and hadn't said that, I don't know if like Tim would have gone
0: he probably would have made up some excuse to because not go. like
1: after she looked like she looked up at him and she was like i'd be happy to go with, with you to your dinner thing like yeah i don't know it just seemed like he was kind of, like he was incentivized to only do it to prove lucy wrong mm-hmm. i don't know um well in but- the way that
0: he called it dinner thing like why not just say i would love to go to dinner with
1: you <laughs> like i don't know yeah it's weird yeah um later when they're back at the station ashley calls this is a sneak peek we saw and um says that olive uh canceled on her and so tim of course being the ever so uh, observant work husband was like oh well, lucy's been pining over that place all day so let's ask her um the way that I he just, like looked at her
0: before he like said her name too because she was yeah. just, like walking in front of him
1: um, yeah the crumbs and of course yeah she overhears of course and is like oh Sia? oh my gosh yes please please like she was just so excited um and just i don't know just like their dynamic being completely opposite and just like sunshine grumpy like that yes. dynamic is is them in that scene yeah um And Ashley asks if uh, she being Lucy has a date to bring. So that's what um, Tim was doing when he asked Chris if he'd wanna go um, because Lucy needs a date to a fancy dinner. Um, She adds that it'll be fun. And Chris is like, sure, he's in, just text the address. Um, I wonder if like Tim
0: would have still, like if he would have tracked Chris down somewhere in the district. if it he wasn't Tim had wa- and or Chris had, yeah that it wasn't Chris had, who had walked by you know like if it was Smitty that walked by like <laughs> surely Tim wouldn't have asked him but maybe I mean oh, that could have given god. us some really good comedy but an absolute hilarity oh my god because like in the beginning of the episode we had seen Chris and Lucy kind of like flirting in a way So, I wonder, like, if Chris, or if Tim still would have, like, tracked Chris down.
1: I don't know. Yeah. Um. And I just, I mean, like, both didn't exactly seem thrilled about the idea of Lucy having a date, because, like, I noticed when Ashley had mentioned if, like, does Lucy have a date she can bring, Tim's, like, face changed, and he Kind mm-hmm. of seemed like he, I don't know, just like annoyed by that question or just like why? Yeah, ask that. But it's like you have four tickets, dude. You need to fill the other spot, like, right? Anyway, um, and I don't know, just like, and when he asked Chris, like called his name or whatever, and Lucy was like, What are you doing? What are you doing? Like, she, I mean, I'm sure maybe she really does like him and. I mean because they're cute now I, I like them they're cute Yeah. Um, so she really does seem to like him so maybe she was just like nervous and like you know didn't want that to be how it happened or whatever but I don't know they just didn't both seemed like absolutely thrilled about the idea at first yeah um, but the actual date itself um, so it was on the beach um, Chris to- told a uh, like food friend of his he was coming here and couldn't believe that ashley got tickets um and she reiterated about how her friend won won them in a raffle tim's first thought though was who puts a restaurant on the beach you're just asking for sand in your food ashley's face already was like dude please shut up like that's not helpful
0: he couldn't just go along with it like he kind of pissed me off in this
1: he just had to put his two cents in
0: to like everything well and Um, it's like okay she won the ticket so it's not like you're paying for the date here like can you just like stop and just enjoy it Oh, true you know Mm -hmm. i don't know i i just got annoyed with him in this double date
1: stuff because i was like he's
0: complaining about everything just finding a reason to complain
1: yeah um And then his next question when their first course comes is, was any of that English? Like, I mean, I'm the same though, because I am the pickiest eater. Like any, my sister, who's the opposite of me in every way. She would love this. A 12 course, sign her up. She's there. (laughs) She, she She would pay all the money for it in the world and try everything. I would be sitting there like, I, I don't know what any of that is like I literally looked things up to make sure yeah. like that the um, inaki is a type of mushroom so and I, I hate mushrooms so I would not have eaten it either um, yeah so I can't exactly blame him um, for that but just the fact that Lucy like took it off his plate that was so cute like yeah oh goodness such a
0: wife move like yeah. it's not even like girlfriend stuff at this point like
1: that's wife no, moves it's not and just like ashley's face like watching it happen was so like meme worthy uh-huh like um helena Matson just like killed it with the like facial expressions like reacting to these scenes well and the way that
0: Tim like sat back on the chair like I don't want it I don't want it <laughs> I was like oh my god the man is like low-key freaking out because there's a mushroom on his plate <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. um, yeah and so Ashley apologized for not knowing he doesn't like mushrooms and he's like it's okay like he was very that was a soft moment like he was just like oh no it's okay like that was good he kind of redeemed himself a little bit
0: it was like one of the few times that he talked to her too.
1: Yeah. Chris interjecting with, I'm not a very adventurous either. eater uh, either. But one time he ate curry goat in Jamaica. Um, which then leads to Tim's joking question of, was his name Gerald? And Lucy's semi-embarrassed, like, oh my god, shut up. And just like, but tim's obviously not gonna shut up because he thinks it's like the funniest thing in and this world Chris or something is, this is
0: where chris's look comes in and
1: he's just like what is going on between these two mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. um and they tell a story about how they had a 211 at a petting zoo and a goat managed to get into their shop um the Lucy had had the windows down, um, and who knew goats could jump? She like tacks on, as Tim is relaying all this to Ashley and Chris. And the goat sits in Lucy's seat and wouldn't get out even after she spent five minutes making goat noises at it. So, of course, Tim called her the Goat Whisperer for all of last February, and they finally called Animal Control and figured it out and everything. But it was just so funny according to tim that he just like had to tell the story because even lucy was like what like why like yeah. why are you doing this um and just like cue the awkward silence like if there was a time to use the crickets it's there honestly um i also
0: am bummed that we never got to see like that scene because i would have paid yeah. good money for it but our friend M on twitter she did like sketch out what she thought the scene could be and it is exactly what i thought it was like
1: and it's also chenford approved because yes. eric and melissa like yes. it and It was so funny so
0: we'll we'll reshare it because it was just too good it's too good um it looks like it's
1: like a comic strip yeah so yeah mm-hmm. very much like a little storyboard and everything yeah and yeah, I wish I could draw. That's why I write. I can't. I'm not an artist in the <laughs> slightest. So, um, yeah. Um, the next time, well, it like cuts back, cuts away from them, comes back. This is where I literally thought that like Chris and Ashley had left because of how the camera um, was turned onto just him and Lucy. So, props to the uh, cinematography department there that was clever um i mean at this point they might as well have just left like
0: they were third and fourth wheeling yeah tim and lucy were pretty much just like ignoring them lucy should have switched places with ashley and then it wouldn't have been so awkward like you know Mm uh like position
1: wise so yeah um but i'm sure they did like they did that so they could get the camera like Mm -hmm. to see both ashley and chris's reactions which were absolutely priceless um Yeah. yeah because now they're talking about i'm assuming they're talking about the severed hand case from this episode i don't know though because i mean because Lucy's arguing that experimenting on the dead is like an important tool in the medical field and Tim's like, no, making people into cyborgs is how the world's going to end. Um, and Ashley's interjecting with, so you didn't volunteer to be an organ donor when you die. And it, like Melissa just like deliver this line so well because she's like, Tim, no. He wants to be cremated and spread over Dodger Field. Yeah. <laughs> like it was so good um because tim backtracked with he was joking when he said that um his ashes would screw up the ph levels in the grass Mm -hmm. and apparently he actually called nast and god bless chris for trying again i like we used
0: to laugh at this
1: it was oh my god just like it was like sitcom worthy like it, it's like oh, one yeah. of those moment like it just he's just like i like the dodgers and tim's face oh god it wasn't like a micro expression though it was like a full-on like awkward half smile like it was okay and like,
0: <laughs> it was almost like the emoji that like is you know kind of the wide eyes and like straight mouth and then blush Mm it was just like okay what do I do with
1: that like I don't yeah it's just like good for you it's like nodded yeah it was so awkward and like I didn't catch it until I rewatched it to do this outline but Chris was like yeah like right after he said it because no one said anything literally no one said a thing I
0: mean you would have thought that Ashley would have been like I'm gonna make this even less awkward and try and like butt in here yeah, but, but like she no Either. I wonder no. how much she knew of Chris before like she went on the scene because yeah. it had to have been awkward for her to like meet him
1: mm-hmm. yeah. but um, but then their what's it their dessert um, comes over um And it sits down in front of them. Um, And things unfortunately get a little bit worse when Tim's like, this is a joke, right? People don't actually enjoy eating this food, do they? Poor Ashley is upset. Tim at least knew that he had upset her and tries to apologize. Um, But she excused herself to go to the restroom and that's the end of their date. At least what we saw of it on screen. I mean... I'm not I would not have eaten the dessert but that's just because I don't like anything with coconut in it nor am I a yeah. huge fan of uh like jalapeno yeah so, no. yeah um props to Lucy for like just popping the whole thing in like in one go though because like yeah. emulsions are like they're cool to look at but i can't like i can't handle them they're i mean they're tricky to make too but anyway yeah. um yeah but it was just like it was awkward and just like i mean i did feel bad for ashley yeah um, because like she wanted to try something new and like yeah it really is like oh my god sorry i'm just like realizing like literally ashley is like my sister and i and i am dim in that scenario because i i am not adventurous in the slightest when it comes to food my sister is always like wanting to go to different things like restaurants and stuff and do all these things like oh my goodness
0: see like it just annoyed me because it's something that she wanted to do and like okay you're in a relationship two you aren't paying for this like you won the tickets not even you her friend won the tickets and gave them to you like it's not like you're having to pay for it if you don't like something that's put on the plate then just don't eat it like you don't need to have like a line for everything that comes like onto the table yeah and like also who doesn't love beach date like yeah okay it's romantic
1: i mean maybe not with your partner there but like you know it's it's like your work partner yeah well i feel like because Tim had already mentioned his like aversion to water mm-hmm. earlier in the episode, so I don't know if like he was already not comfortable with the environment that they were in, and yeah. so that was already he was already like I'd rather not be here. Maybe if we were in an actual like restaurant, right? Like the
0: entire date just like took him out of his comfort zone. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. I, it was it was interesting. That's for sure.
1: Yeah. I don't really think that counts as Lucy's whole bet scenario though of like him doing something completely outside of his comfort zone because he didn't actually choose it. He invited her. So. Yeah. Um. Um,
0: But yeah, no. no. I don't know. I just I also think that like Ashley, she said that she like you know, knew like after the date she was like I understand you just don't want to be out of your comfort zone and stuff but I don't know. It was just odd. Mm-hmm. It started as a Chetford double date, but then it pretty much just ended as a Chenford date. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> pretty much. Yeah.
1: yeah. Well, as close to one as we would, like, get. Yeah. For now. That'll
0: probably be the only one that we get for, like, the next, like, two seasons. So, yeah. Rude. I mean, I didn't think that, like, in her knowing, Lucy knowing that, like, he doesn't like mushrooms and stuff. Like, I didn't think that that was, like too odd because i mean you figure they probably have lunch and stuff together like he's probably came across a mushroom like on a burger or something you know
1: thinking that though because i kind of forgot that they're on patrol together and stuff again yeah so well even
0: like when she was a rookie like she probably picked Mm -hmm. up little quirks and stuff of his and so did he you know to where she was like making that a mental note like if i ever order him something you know because he's not here like he doesn't want mushrooms or whatever on it so yeah i don't know i just liked it i liked seeing their dynamic like outside of work Mm
1: -hmm. yep um so the end for them um chris stops lucy at the end of the day and said he wasn't really feeling last night this is where i thought they were heading for a like thanks but no thanks scenario like he didn't Mm want to do it again um, but Lucy apologized, said she and Tim have a shorthand since they spend so much time together on the job. I kind of heard a slight pause before who said on the job. Like, I don't know if I'm just like imagining it or yeah. what, but I just I feel like the like her saying on the job was kind of the same as Tim bringing up that he's her sergeant and she's not his partner kind of thing just like reiterating how they are and where this relationship like happens for them um anyway so tim or sorry not tim we're talking about chris and lucy goodness um (laughs) chris just thought that their first date shouldn't have been a double date um lucy asked for a do-over and chris was like hoping she'd say that while his wallet's not up to Osea, um, Lucy doesn't really care about that. asks him what his favorite restaurant is. Um, Chris says Pink's, like Pink's hot dogs, um, and Lucy loves that, so that's where they go. Like right then, um, Pink's is really good. Uh, I went there when I went um, to L. A. It's it is like it's like world famous hot dogs. Like yeah, so good. Um although you know what I'm thinking of though is like because like Lucy gets like veggie burgers though right but she like so but she's never it's never been said that she's like vegetarian though
0: no right? no okay. um I I agree with Chris like their first date shouldn't have been a double date but like was it ever mentioned that it was like a date date for them or was it just like oh you're just like hanging out with you know like you're just hmm. kind of filling in the spot You know, like, did he just kind of jump the gun and think, like, oh, this is a date? And that kind of, like, threw her off. And then she was like, you know what, though? Like, I'm cool if it's a date. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I'm thinking of How I Met Your Father because I, like, watched that this weekend. And the guy thought that, like, the, the setup that they were doing, it's like a group, was, like, supposed to be a date for him and, you know, the main character and it wasn't and so then he like felt all awkward so that's why i was thinking like oh well maybe you know chris like thought it was a date and then it wasn't so yeah gotcha i mean you should watch how i met your father just as a side note but yeah okay (laughs)
1: um yeah so that's where um people on twitter were calling them chris chen i'm not sure if that's like their official like ship name um, but for the sake of this, that's what I'm going to call them right now. So that's the end scene for yes. them. Um, it's just easier than Chenford 2.0 or something. like Yeah.
0: yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Or like, San- I saw someone else say San Chen. Ooh. Like, good kind of work. I'm not minding that. Yeah. Um, but so Tim and Ashley are outside uh, talking as well. He apologized for his attitude over trying something new with her um Ashley was like you were acting like you were doing me a favor and then he spent the whole night talking at Lucy and which didn't feel very good um like Jennifer had mentioned earlier like Tim's very much like in his comfort zone because every job he's had is unpredictable so when he's off the clock he wants that comfort um did you start thinking about
0: what other jobs he could have had that are like that when he said that
1: i just flashed back to the army because i figured he went from the army into being a cop
0: yeah i, I thought that too and then i was like i mean has he like could he have had other jobs that were unpredictable
1: i mm-hmm. don't know what
0: could be more unpredictable than like being a cop or in the army
1: though so yeah um and like i'd mentioned earlier Ashley was like life can't be all about Rams games and talking you know like about the job with uh his partner and Tim's like I'm her sergeant she's not my partner. Um the point is though that Ashley deserves someone who tries and Tim wants to be that for her and she wants that too so he says that they'll get on the freeway and she'll take him to do anything she wants he'll even call in sick tomorrow. If she wants him to, um, my mind automatically went to them like going night swimming or something. I don't know why. Maybe just because of Tim's like, like I said, aversion to water. Like, I don't know if she would like, <laughs> if they would like hang out at the beach. I don't know.
0: Um, oh my God. That would really be taking him out of his comfort zone. He would hate every minute of it
1: being yeah, at so night. I'm not, and I'm not yeah. really sure if that would be what they would do I kind of wish we would have seen and you know like when Lucy and Chris leave or Tim and Ashley like what their what their second dates ended up being like um but yeah no uh, no breakups happen I seriously I seriously thought one of them was gonna be done
0: uh, by the time I'm interested to see how Tim and Ashley like compromise and what they do because she seems like hesitant of Kojo a few episodes ago. So it's like mm-hmm. how willing are they to each like make it work you know? True. I don't know. But like Chris Chen, like I'm here for it. I kind of, I was kind of hoping that like Tim would like walk out after like he saw like Chris and Lucy walk away. And just kind of have, like, a dejected face. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: But that didn't happen, so. Yeah. But, I mean, we got chun for crumbs, so that's something. Mm -hmm. We got it throughout the episode because, like, honestly, they don't know personal space. Tim and Lucy do not know personal space. No. And, like, I get it. There were points during the severed hand call where, like, They had to be like close, you know, sharing body cam footage or like, you know, him looking at her laptop. But I was like, okay, you guys are like close, close
1: here. Yeah. But I mean, I did a parallel on my Twitter page of them looking at body cam footage in 109, and they still weren't standing that close. So, yeah, they've
0: gotten closer. I saw people being like, you know, like quoting Tim from like, you know, early season four. And he's like, I mean, people might think that we're like you know something else and they were just like yeah but you guys keep doing that like okay so
1: exactly
0: yep yep be louder please Mm -hmm. yeah so next we have the severed hand call and this was like the big overarching storyline of the episode and it was like it was a lot um so we open the episode and Tim and Lucy get a call on the beach and Tim's just like yeah this isn't a problem for me like I don't you know need to like go into the ocean he we find out that he doesn't hate the beach um he's just not a fan of it so Lucy of course like goes all psychologists on him saying that you know psychology speaking the fear of water equates to fear of not being in complete control of your environment which is also on brand for him um and I wonder if some of that fear of not being in complete control of your environment comes from his childhood too probably i mean it it just kind of makes sense i guess
1: i mean that is a psychological yeah uh like not parallel but like connection that can be drawn right so
0: so then they run into ashley who's like you know i didn't expect for them to send their best and hottest um and she like looks at him and they like you know kind of flirt through each other's eyes um and i'm just like you know i didn't need to hear her saying hottest and directing it towards Tim, but like also she's not wrong so you know like i'm okay with that um and like as she's taken into the crime scene tim's just like did you hear her say the hottest like he was boasting about it i'm like oh my god please like is your ego any bigger um So then they walk up to a body that was, like, washed up on shore an hour ago. And, you know, Ashley just says, like, a couple of kids found it. And, you know, Tim's just like, see, that's why I don't swim in the ocean. Because it's dumping ground for sewage, narcotics, and human remains. I mean, ew, but okay. I guess him being a cop, like, it's definitely jaded his outlook on things. For sure. True. So then like you know they're back at the district lucy's filling out paperwork um and chris comes up and he's just like you know i heard about the hand and do you have any theories and she kind of like hesitates for a minute and she's like i have a couple and then just goes all into her true crime self like i love that for her she's she just feels comfortable around him even though last episode she was like pointing her finger and like yelling at him um But, you know, she thought at first maybe human trafficking or the way that the boat capsized, like, you know, severed the arm. And then she realized that the way that the hand was severed spoke more to some type of torture. So then, like, she kind of realizes that she's, like, went all, you know, like, true crime fangirl. And so she's just like, I'm sorry. Like, I I watch a lot of true crime. And Chris replies with the mention that he does, too her little smile here was so cute she was kind of like oh he's like me you know mm-hmm. so then he's thinking it's more like a gr- gone girl gone wrong scenario he had a few lines in this episode where like it would be a tongue twister mm-hmm. like the I- i'm a you know not a, not a very adventurous eater either and then like yeah did girl, you hear me trip wrong. up over it yeah. <laughs> I was like oh my god (laughs) kudos to him um so then Lucy's just like you know maybe like maybe she was trying to fake drowning but you know got caught in the boat propeller and they basically go all fangirlish on this like theorizing I mean that's me when it comes to a tv show so I don't blame them and I mean I watch a lot of true crime so I was like right there with them I was like yeah yeah I can see it (laughs) yeah so then we see Chris or chris oh my god tim is questioning Devin swain um who is like the ceo of man-made labs and he's asking him about the a break-in that happened at around 2 a.m so i don't know this like felt like it was kind of just the ronin because we didn't know where the arm came from like you know we hadn't seen a call about the break-in or anything Um, but then Tim asks you know what was taken and Swain's like I can't say because then I'd be revealing man-made labs trade secrets and the company works to stay at the forefront of biotechnological technological advancement Um, and so Tim's just like you know well we you know like he's fine just trying to find out like who was working at that time um but Devin's like i'll have to check with my lawyers on that and so then tim's like fine can i at least see where the burglary happens that way you know uh tid can like dust for prints and stuff and he's stonewalled again so then tim's like well we can't do our job without access so why were we called and swain's just like you know we just need a case number for insurance purposes. So Angela comes in and Swain basically repeats everything. And you could kind of see her face is just like annoyed. Like, why am I here? Um, so then Tim just asks her like how they should handle it. And she, she says, you know, there's not much we can do. Just write it up and send over the case number. So then we jump over to Nyla and John, they enter the trauma bay in the hospital And the doctor says, you know, they did everything that they could, but this guy bled out um, because, you know, he ultimately bled out. He had lost a lot of blood before he came in. So she pulls back the sheet and we see the arm without a hand. So it's not totally known if the hand is the one that was like, you know, washed up on shore or what. So um angela then like enters the interrogation room this storyline was just like all over like there were different characters and it was just like okay there wasn't really like clear transitions Um, swain's lawyer confused the hell out of me yeah yeah i was for a minute i was like have we seen this guy before
1: yeah but maybe not i was i don't know i was kind of confused He just like reminded me of uh, Briggs the union president that we saw earlier in John's yes. storyline and I was like why is he there that has nothing I was like that is not the same guy I need to wake up they, they kind of looked familiar and I was like, like okay
0: so then Angela you know enters the interrogation room and you know Swain's there with his lawyer and they're like why is he being questioned you can't even do your job he's a busy CEO and so you know, she's like, well, he can't answer our question. He can't, you know, like help us really, but maybe he w- might want to con- reconsider because one of his employees turned up dead. So she says that uh, someone cut off his hand to get past the palm scanners to rob the office. And the suspect who did it left him for dead but he managed to somehow get himself to the hospital 24 hours later. And so then Swain's like, Um, I didn't have anything to do with it, but there's no way that he wasn't aware of Kilkea, uh, who like pumped his way into the office. So then, um, Angela shares that according to Kilkea's neighbors, two security officers from the company showed up at the door, like right after the robbery. And so then Angela, you know, has also looked into the business and how high proprietary it is. And, you know, according to the website, like, they're the pioneering force in biotechnological, like, engineering. So she's, like, what are you making over there? And he just responds with widgets. So she's, like, well, unless you answer my question, I will freeze and hold your company until we can obtain a search warrant. And the lawyer's just, like, you're not going to get to do that. Um, And, you know, she just, like, reiterates that she's in charge Because it's her crime scene and, like, it's her discretion on how to process it. I mean, the BDE BDE and the HVIC energy in this woman is amazing. I love it. So then she says, you know, like, she can help Swain out. Like, he created the fastest, smallest microchip in the world. And it's about to go into the market. Um, And, you know, he's just like, how did you get all of the information and she pulls out her badge and she's like, I want to know what the chips are used for. Um, so then he like finally, you know, spills and the chips are used to bridge the gap between technology and biology. Uh, but that's all that he's going to say. So, you know, when asked if he can think of anyone who would cut off a hand to seal the tech, he gives a name, which is Chester Frey. And swain's like i fired him about six months ago for performing experience experiments off-site and doing research that the company had never approved of um but Frey had called swain last week and was insisting that he was close to a breakthrough and he just wanted access to the lab so then um angela calls nyla and john and you know tells them that they've an id on the hand thief murder suspect the house is five blocks from their location um and she's sending additional units the location so then nyla responds back to angela and says thank you so much for calling her pregnancy hormones like the way that she said this was hilarious i just love this side of her yeah can you take over from here
1: yeah um so john and nyla enter um Frey's house it's dark and cold inside um Nyla sees remnants of the things that he's worked on um they hear a knocking and enter a back room of the house um and that's where they find the well a severed forearm on the table that's making the knocking sound like it's moving on its own um so, TID comes and gathers the evidence. They're even taking pictures as the arm is still moving. Lucy's just like, I can't stop staring. Like, she's so intrigued. Um, Nyla also can't stop staring, though, like saying that the human body is truly a miracle. Like, she's so positive about it. And it's, you know, the pregnancy hormones. Um, and yeah, even Tim's like, turns to Nolan and's like, Is she okay? Pregnancy hormones. Cool. <laughs> like, I loved the uh, Brolin bromance moment that we got there when yes. uh, Tim asked that question to John. Um, and so they walk away to see if there's any sign of their Dr. Frankenstein. So. I love how they called him Dr. Frankenstein. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's literally...
0: What had happened, yeah. Uh, yes, yeah, so then they're hoping to learn what like scientific breakthrough he thinks he's close to. And Angela comes in and gives a brief, um, and you know, basically just says, Chester cut off Kilke's hand. Now there's a severed arm in his, which is Chester's house, um, and there's two victims, but there's more really because Nolan and Harper found a freezer with eight more arms inside. Um, and so Angela's like well is that four more victims or eight and Tim's just like I think there's six uh four right arms and two lefts. yeah but like it could be a left arm and a right arm from one person like the math here I was just like I'm not even gonna try and do this math because no (laughs) um and so then the ME thinks that they have removed uh that they were removed post-mortem um, because two had clear signs of decomposition. I mean, I would hope that they were removed postmortem and not like, you know, while the victim was still lucid. Um, so then you know, Angela wants TID to get a rush order on the friends because it might tell them like who is who their victims are. They might be able to tell like where he gets the victims from and how he targets them. So then the lawyer, the lawyer appears again and he's like i want to get into the house and get the technology that was stolen back and angela's like that's not gonna happen so i mean this woman just never stops being a baddie like between her and then nyla we were just like blessed with their Mm -hmm. energy this episode yeah and then lucy wants to look at chester's computer after tid is done processing it and She's like, you know, I want to try and get into his head. And she asks him if he thinks that Lopez will be up for it. And so then he's like, it doesn't hurt to ask. So the next time we see her, she's watching a video of Chester. And one, I was surprised that she was doing it on her personal computer. He's like, I'm surprised that they would let that happen. But Tim walks in and, you know, she says that she's been scrubbing through Chester's video journals. And she tries not to use the word crazy, but Tim just reiterates what he's done and says he's crazy. Like, you know, there's no other word to describe it. So mm-hmm. then she says that he shot the next video the day before he cut off Kilkey's hand and broke into man-made labs. So then, um, you know, like she shows Tim the last video entry from the day before and he i mean he is like frankenstein like when the hand's knocking against the table he's like you know it's alive um and but there's nothing in the videos that can lead them to where he's hiding unfortunately so then like you know the next time we uh go back to the case angela meets up with chunford and she says that they have three hits on the arms fund in chester's place um and they were from unclaimed people whose bodies had been in storage in the county morgue uh so then tim's just like you know it makes sense he explains it to lucy and says like they're it's bodies that no one's gonna miss so like it makes sense to grab those i mean yes like if they've been in the morgue for you know years and like they're unclaimed like no one will miss them but also like it's someone's brother or sister or daughter or whatever so um and then tim explains that the morgue holds on to body remains for three years and then they're buried in a pauper's grave and lucy was just lucy's just like that's so sad like her tender heart just feels everything and i love it um and you know so then they say that chester doesn't have a connection to the morgue but it's possible that he found an employee who was willing to sell him you know bodies so then they go to the morgue uh the desk attendant which i'm assuming is also the security guard is missing and they find blood on the ground so then they like walk through the morgue like the hallways and you know like tim calls for backup they find blood on the walls like bloody handprints um and you know they find that security officer is dead so then they also hear Chester with hostages and Tim takes off they're so smart in this um but also like they have to be resourceful Tim takes off his body camera and sneaks it into the room using his baton to like move it um and then he opens up the app on his phone which you can like see I noticed you can see the bluetooth signals like in range for the body cams and Lucy's came up like first and I just loved it um it was just a little crumb and so then like he pushes the body camera in more trying to get a good visual of him and you know like he shows the live footage of Lucy the, the live footage to Lucy and asks what their options are and you know like she gives her ideas they work together to come up with a game plan which is to ultimately shut off the lights tim's gonna flash a light in there like stunning his eyes almost and you know chester starts shooting and then lucy sinks in and she like tases him um and then tim just backs up and he goes over backs her up and then he goes over to arrest him so that's kind of the end of that case we never like saw like a team meeting about it like just started off with like to end it nothing like that so it was definitely interesting to see Mm -hmm. but yeah that was the long case of the episode yeah um
1: so for gray um he meets a sergeant from Italy uh, named uh, Romeo uh, Cabarelli, who's investigating a fugitive named Kai Zullo. Uh, he murdered a woman in a home invasion in Rome and made off with her diamonds. Um, he fled to L.A. from Italy until he could get. <clears throat> goodness, I'm sorry, guys, <clears throat> until he could get to South America Um, they go to meet Gray's CI, uh, named Flex, and chat him up for a minute, and he says he'll do his best to get them, uh, like, information on where, uh, Kai is hiding, and then they, uh, all split off. They didn't get anything new that night, but tomorrow's another day, so they'll try again. Um, they chat for a bit, and, uh, Cavarelli offers for Gray to go to Rome, um, and he'll like be a guest of his. Um, and Gray seems into that idea because Luna's been on him to travel more. Um, and they're just like chatting back and forth. Gray, um, reminds Cabarelli of a lieutenant he used to know, uh, Santo, I think, um, who died in the line of duty in Cabarelli's arms. Um, Gray knows how that is. Um, like, this job can be <clears throat> the worst thing. It can be the best thing. Um, I don't know why I automatically thought of Anderson, even though she technically died in, like, John's arms. I mean, yeah. she was already, she's already dead. See, I thought of uh, Jackson. Mm-hmm. And
0: then the guy, because it was in, what, like, season one or two that we saw Angela and Gray, like, driving out to the, uh, like...
1: Oh, the one where they went to go and testify? Yeah. At that parole hearing? So, I thought
0: of those two versus Anderson. I don't know why. I guess because I felt like they might have affected Gray a little bit more.
1: Yeah. I don't know. I guess I just kind of thought since, like, uh, wait. Is Lieutenant... Oh, is Lieutenant under or over it's no it's it's captain lieutenant sergeant sergeant isn't it okay yeah i don't know i think that's just where like my mind was at because like if um cabarelli was a sergeant too i just kind of thought like i don't know like commanding officer i don't know um but anyway um they're somewhat morbid conversation is interrupted um flex got word that kai's gonna meet a diamond broker tonight and uh romeo's like oh i can do it it's fine um but wade already told the station that he extended extended his shift so he's good to go too um cabarelli feels bad for making gray waste his night um gray's kind of like wondering he's starting to feel like he's trying to get rid of him um, but Ramea's like, no, 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 it's just not good to work all the time. Um, so he spots Zulo, he takes off after him, shooting his weapon. Um, but he lost him. Gray is like running behind, um, calling for backup and asks what the hell like happened. Uh, Ramea said that he had a gun and would have killed him if he didn't shoot. Um, I mean, oh my gosh, just like poor Gray, like yeah. he. Uh, Romeo did not give him a chance to, like, do anything about it. And just, like, I mean, I'd be suspicious, too. Um, Gray talks to Nyla and John the next day and tells them about um, Cavarelli. Gray didn't get a good look at his body cam footage to see if there was any truth to the fact or to the Statement of Kai having a gun. Um, Cabarelli is currently under investigation in Italy for misconduct, apparently. Um, So they need to find Kai before Romeo does. Um, They know that Kai needs to lay low and he can't use credit cards, so Gray, Nyla, and John start checking motels and like canvassing to see which one would take cash. john put out feelers to the union chat room i really did not expect that to be a thing honestly yeah an lapd union chat room well in
0: a chat room in 2022 i mean is it like a slack channel Because like (laughs) that's the only
1: chat room that i can think of maybe um and they have informants um at 64 out of the 74 no-tell motels and of those, one of them had the possible Zulu sighting so they should as John says, get into their civvies and stick it out <laughs> <laughs> Nyla's just like her crying was so hilarious it absolutely killed me Makia's uncanny ability to cry on cue is unmatched and this was, oh my like, God. the second time, because she had even told
0: Angela, she was, like, thank you so much for calling. And, like, yeah. it, it just, it was kind of, like, <laughs> her second time to, like, get emotional like that. And, oh, my God, it was amazing. Yeah.
1: Um, and if you guys have, like, heard Makia do, like, interviews and stuff, like, her voice is naturally higher. Yeah. More like that. And so it's just so funny to, like, hear her talk normally. Because um, she's just, like, God, I just love this job so much and like she's not she's still driving um doesn't turn to john and she says this but john's just like maybe i should drive mm-hmm. yeah okay yeah <laughs> like she, she just kind of like tear it up yeah like she just oh my god just could not like stuff the waterworks. um and
0: it's so funny because this is not like Nyla, right? it's no, So you it's know not. it's the hormones. And it's
1: not like Angela was like this either. So it's just so no, good. <laughs> that's so funny. Um, So Gray talks to uh, Romeo in the break room saying how he has a history with Kai. Kind um, of brushes it off, though, and, like, just says that it's because he's a repeat offender and that still doesn't really throw Gray off, though. He's suspicious. He states that there's something about the case that is not telling him. It seems personal. And he's like, well, all of my cases are personal or yours not. Um, that's when Nolan calls and says, and says that they've got eyes on Kai and asked if they should arrest them now. Um, but Gray has a better idea. So cut over... Um, if their plan is to have um, Cavarelli post up in the alley in case Kai escapes. Um, the whole plan is that they're pretending to have Kai in room 13 because they know that um, Romeo is going to move in and shoot him, like instead of just waiting for him to come out. Um, the, so he, uh, Cavarelli is like climbing into the window shoots into the shower the shower is actually empty it's just the italian music was playing to throw him off um so they catch him in the act um and arrest him as well because they they being harper and nolan had arrested kai 20 minutes ago um and he confessed to working with romeo back in italy um But when he killed the homeowner, he had to flee to America. And uh, Cavarelli worried that Kai would flip on him. So he came to the U.S. to kill him. Again, Nyla's line of just, but what you didn't foresee was being paired with the best cop in the city who believed in me when I didn't believe in myself. And Gray just, like, did not even give her a second before he's like, (laughs) Seriously, how much longer are you gonna be like this? Like he was so exasperated; it was absolutely fantastic. Like that was probably like just my favorite, like line that I've ever heard from him in a while. <laughs> just how he delivered it, and just I need more Richard. Like
0: it well, was just the funniest more thing. More nylon
1: grace scenes, like yeah, All
0: this, please yeah
1: oh what, my goodness
0: what i wonder is was she like this when she was pregnant with lila and is this just like a first trimester thing or is it like a like a full like all pregnancy thing
1: oh god because if be it is like oh my god
0: i'm so here for it
1: <laughs> yeah well because it like kind of remind me like remember when talia was like trying to be positive for like that one episode yes and everyone was like is she okay? Yeah, it's like the same thing. But obviously, Talia was not pregnant, but just like it, right. just that's what it reminded me of. Because everyone's like, "Why is like, like
0: this?" And Talia was on? trying. Like Nyla, yeah. it doesn't even seem like
1: she's having to try. Like it's just just coming out. Yeah, it's just happening. Yeah. So um, the end scene is actually I kind of was surprised it didn't feature like Nolan too, but mm-hmm. I was it was nice that it was just Gray and Harper. Um, Romeo's on his way to the towers, and to- and Kai's on his way back to Italy with two U.S. marshals. Um, and Gray's just kind of bummed out because he he kind of liked working with Cabarelli, um, but now it was like you liked who He was pretending to be, um, yeah. He's like, yeah, and tells her that she did good work, um, and she'll or er, and he'll see her tomorrow. And she's like, can't wait, and then just like walks out and just she's so cheery it's just like a complete
0: 180 like it's hilarious yeah it's so great I loved it um yeah so then like on the other family side um kind of yeah we had Angela and Wesley like looking into preschools for Jack and at first it was like did we do a time jump like this the last time we heard about him he was like a baby so yeah. what the heck but then it turns out that they're looking into like prestigious preschools and um you know like the preschool list like the wait list is long so they're doing zoom interviews and found out that this preschool called franklin crust offers french and mandarin um and wesley's just like jack will be three when he starts like that just sounds like a lot for a three-year-old and Angela's like I think it sounds amazing though because you know my preschool was my aunt's apartment with seven of her uh, you know seven of my cousins and so then the school dean you know is just like it's a good idea to nature nurture your child's mind like between three to five and it sets them up for a successful school career because Franklin Crest is the Harvard of preschools um so Wesley's just like you know he just lays on the thick questions and he's like well what about keeping the kids from becoming overprivileged monsters and then angela's just you know like yeah no you're we're talking about this right now um and so she mutes the computer claiming technical difficulties you know and wesley's just like i went to schools like franklin crest for most of my life and the kids were awful entitled like you know um just horrible and angela's Just like, well, you know, they were also rich and successful. So what do you want for a child? And the school dean, you know, just says that like 80% of their kids attend Ivy League schools. I mean, like, you know that from preschool, though? Like, I don't know. I guess like if they go to that preschool, they probably go to like a private, you know, K through 12 school. So then, you know, they would know that they go to an Ivy League um, so then, you know, Wesley's just like, oh, and that's the selling point. He's like, the Ivy League is just a breeding ground for more entitlement. Um, and the school dean, you know, just feels like awkward and he's like, Well, I went to Harvard, so you know, what about it? Um, which I can see where Wesley's coming from, but I'm also like, didn't you go to like an Ivy League school and then law school to like, you know, get your degree? So um but then you know Angela like hurries up and finishes the zoom call pretending to have more like technical difficulties and they get into a fight
1: her impersonation of like the um camera or the um yeah like the camera or the audio shorting out was absolutely perfect it reminded me
0: of like when people like in old tv shows are like oh you're on the car phone I'm going through a tunnel and they just like cut out yeah it was
1: just so funny
0: um and angela's like you know well i really want to send jack there but you know wesley's like we need to make sure that it's a healthy environment and so angela's like i gotta leave for work you know just reschedule the rest of the interview so later on in the episode Wesley is sleeping like all peacefully angela's clearly pissed and she's just like banging george like shut just for the heck of it. And she's like, you know, Franklin Crest emailed an enrollment and suddenly full for two years from now. And two years from now, would that make Jack a year? Or no, I guess like maybe still like shy of a year. Um so then Wesley's like, well, if they're that sensitive to questions about their students, maybe Jack shouldn't go there and attend public school. I mean okay again i can kind of see where he's coming from but also like realize that you know you should want the best for your kids so then you know angela's like well you're shoving your privilege into your back pocket when you can use it for something good like the education of our child and so she's like you know public school can be great but you also took away our options and even if jack did get into that school like we might not have enrolled him but you know He Wesley sabotaged him and ultimately made the decision without her and so then you know she's like you did it because you have private school baggage and Wesley's just like well you know maybe you know he is afraid that their son will become the same poster boy for entitlement that he was but you know he realized that he didn't like himself and he set out to become the man that Angela loves Um, I I don't know I kind of disagree with Wesley here like maybe he would become that same poster boy but also like he has two parents like one that didn't come from that background and then one that did like I'm sure that they would make like make sure that he didn't have the best of everything you know to make it seem like oh well you know everything's not just handed to you um so then yeah so like she's just disappointed that he didn't have more faith in them as parents so he comes home and she's sitting on the couch with a glass of wine like a whole mood and you know Wesley's just like I apologize to the dean called the school in Jackson um in two years he'll be enrolled in the Harvard of preschools as he says and so then Angela just brings up that they could send him to the new charter school that opened up um and she's like I'm just joking with you kind of and angela just wants every option available to their son when you know it comes time to decide so then she's like but in order to avoid arguments like this in the future i made up a parenting chart for us to fill out and i thought that it was just gonna be like a flow chart or something like she
1: even a venn diagram
0: yeah like she pulled out like a whole like i mean wesley even said it it was like a murder board
1: and i didn't realize
0: it until he said it and i was like oh my god that's it yep (laughs) yep like a case board like going like yeah Yeah. Mm -hmm. um and so then you know like she broke down everything into categories with a picture of baby jack in the middle
1: uh Mm -hmm. which i'm
0: pretty sure that we've seen that picture of him before
1: probably maybe
0: Um, but then, you know, she has it, like, broken down from screen time to discipline and nutrition. Like, it's all on there. Yeah,
1: she had education, financial decisions. um, Yeah. Like, just everything. Everything. Yeah. Um, Discipline, for crying out loud. But, like, I love their
0: dynamic. Like, he wants what's best for Jack. She does, too. He doesn't necessarily want him to be, like, less, or, you know, he doesn't wesley does want jack to be like him um and you know angela just wants to provide the best like i love that while they do disagree they always work it out and they do what's best but like they also bring a little bit of their jobs into it too and they're like yeah. well i know that this way like murder boarding works so let's use this <laughs> to decide um but yeah. i think that they'll figure it out like there's yeah. a good balance of Okay, we want the best for him. We'll give him what he needs, but then also we want him to work for
1: it. So I don't know. I can kind of see where Wesley's coming from a little bit. Like, I don't know. I did not go to a private school at all. Yeah. But I went to like the, what was seen as, you know, like the uh, super, you know, top tier school system or whatever uh-huh. um and like literally people would just assume that everyone that went to that school um was rich and had you know parents yeah. that were doctors and lawyers and all this stuff and it's like no but just I mean yeah because people like there is just a certain like stigma that can come from mm-hmm. certain places you get like education the from
0: yeah yeah, cuz mm-hmm. I was kind of the same. Like we we had a good school district, not the best, but we still had like a better one compared to others in the area. Oh, we had and,
1: people get into the Ivy Leagues.
0: Yeah. Like, oh yeah, crazy. We had that too. But like, <laughs> you know, I mean, people would think like, "Oh, you go to this school district, so like you must have like, you know, the best and all that." And it's like not necessarily. I mean, even the high schools in our district like rivaled each other. So,
1: you know. (laughs) See, and I only had one high school in my district. That's why it was so, yeah.
0: See, my my high school was the last of the three to be built. And it was brand new. Like I opened it. I was the first Mm -hmm. class of all four years. And so it was kind of the school that was like, oh, like you're new. You're starting all of your traditions and all that but then it was like we really had to like work our way up to be like you know considered one of like the main three so Mm -hmm.
1: yeah that was fun yeah we had like 2,000 kids in my high school I think yeah graduating class of like 450 something yeah I don't know it's crazy um but yeah anyway so i don't know like yeah but like you said i can see both sides i just hopefully whenever the time does come they'll like work it out mm-hmm. like you said i think like, they
0: will talk
1: to each other more
0: yeah hopefully they're always good about communicating like not right in the moment when it's happening but like after
1: you know very true um so john and the union rep storyline i liked that they started with what we saw in the promo like nyla and lucy giving john the gift baskets and congratulating him um apparently the gift baskets were from the mayor's office um i'm kind of surprised that lucy didn't give him a gift herself because like you know she's the best gift giver and like brought him a basket when he was in the hospital you know like Mm -hmm. (laughs) why didn't she give him a gift basket of her own um but anyway i'm so here for like pregnant glowing extra happy nyla um yeah and just like it's just so cool that like the rookies like working with makia and like Mm -hmm. writing it in and everything like that's so cool
0: i love Um, that they weren't shying away from it especially after having angela be pregnant last year Like, you know, they're not
1: shying shying away from it, so. Yeah, and it, like, allows her to play up the pregnancy part for Mm -hmm. her character. Um, And I'm sure that's fun for her to get to do. Um, But, yeah, and so, and Nala's like, okay, I'm gonna go now, so you guys can deal with this long line. And the long line um, is of, like, half the station wanting to talk to John about their complaints and of course like there's just like this whole range like they go through a whole entire list of things um of varying degrees poor nolan his expression though when he was sitting there and he was like hand on his um chin like trying to understand what everyone was saying mm-hmm. whole mood whole mood yep um especially on a monday uh huh
0: yeah (laughs) yeah
1: for sure um and of course Smitty comes up and sits down to let John know that he told everyone how Nolan was eager to listen to their problems he's not wrong though like no one likes to like help people and you know have people talk about their problems with him so um but yeah and poor John is just like I don't know like you just had this job yesterday like what have you been doing for 12 years I didn't realize that Smitty had had that job for 12 years of union rep like that's nuts
0: I feel like it was mentioned but like also like what John had said he had it for 12 years what was he doing because obviously nothing
1: or nothing substantial
0: was getting done. Exactly,
1: yeah. Um, so this is where like Smitty leaves and whatnot. Um, this is where John first meets um, Landon Briggs who's the union president. And John tries to rattle off his list of ideas with him but Briggs brushes him off and is like, just enjoy this victory. Um, I kind of already knew from that exchange that he was gonna be an adversary to Nolan um. yeah I did like that they kept mentioning his union rep storyline throughout the episode though including when the councilwoman um, uh, Elena Gutierrez called him up and um, we actually got to see well we actually had to see the meeting that John set with her for later um, and he was like really excited about it um, they met and he discussed the major changes he'd like to make including the mental health initiative um, because 20% of the service calls are mental health or substance use issues. And John's been thinking about a pilot program and wants to know if he can get an audience with the mayor um, because he'd be able to help both the police and the public, um, which is something they should do and what the pilot program would allow them to do. So uh, Elena, um, you know, wants John to tell her more about the program. Um, apparently, that meeting went well because uh, the next time we see Briggs and Nolan, uh, Landon is confronting John about the paper publishing that the council voted to move forward with the mental health initiative. Um, but he's the union president and he didn't know about it so that's a little awkward um so of course he's mad he takes it on nolan um you know because it's not john's job to worry about the public it's to make sure his you know brothers and sisters in blue are taken care of first um but john disagrees um and so briggs kind of essentially like threatens to end his career before it's barely even begun because He's like, You want to know what's the best thing about this job? Power to help the people I like and hurt the people I don't. Like, mm-hmm. that was so straightforward and worrisome. Yeah. I just didn't like it. Didn't like it. Um, what I did like, though, was Nyla coming out so she and John could have like one more conversation um, because he was like, when I need Detective Happy Pants the most, I get yikes. And she's <laughs> like, oh no, you don't need me for that. You're the most positive person I know. Like, truer words have never been spoken about John Nolan's character. True, but it also doesn't hurt to have a little pep talk. It's true. But also, I feel like that was back to old Nyla Harper right there. A little bit. Yeah. A little bit. Um, Nyla also knows that he's not going to let Briggs get in his way and John's like you're right he you know he set out to bring change to the department and that's what he said he'd do so that's what he's going to do I'm still bummed that we didn't actually see the election slash voting scene Same. happen we were robbed of seeing Smitty's name reveal on the voting card a la Eric's IG story from october november whenever they filmed it in the fall
0: i mean even (laughs) just seeing like like smitty losing like his reaction to nolan winning like that would have been the icing on the cake for me Mm
1: -hmm.
0: yeah nope yeah so yeah Yeah. i mean Mm -hmm. that was kind of it for the episode Mm mm-hmm there was a lot that happened Mm -hmm. and then at times i was like can we just get back to chenford like i'm just yeah like it's chenford's world and we're all just living in it at this point like yeah um yeah so then we had some listener thoughts we love hearing from you guys um and our friend M said would love to definitely hear your thoughts on angela's parenting board I definitely thought it was on brand for them,
1: like like I said, I didn't realize what it was at first until Wesley said, "Yeah."
0: It, so, but I was like, "This is so on brand for them." Like, if they're not debating as like their foreplay, they're definitely like creating murder boards and like trying to map out what's going on. Um, and then Valerie had said, "This was about as perfect as an episode as you you're gonna get." Everyone had something interesting to do well not and nothing felt rushed or incomplete. Gray even got a story. Pregnant Nyla is amazing, um, and they could really do a lot with no one as the union rep. She said Chenford the Chenford date was even better than she expected, and she's starting to like Chris. He would be a good addition. She also said, I was so hoping that uh that last Ashley and Tim scene was gonna be a breakup, but I guess you can't have everything. Same. yeah i thought for sure that it would be a breakup scene
1: but. like i said i thought one of them was going to be but yeah yeah um so ricardo said the chenford date um is on her list of favorite chenford scenes mm-hmm. um oh, uh they wanted to see the goat scene yeah same like can can we um that would have been so good um doesn't quite understand the tim and ashley relationship like seems like he wants to change for her and she um she still wants to be with him after she just witnessed chenford like firsthand um They're a little offended that Tim said that Lucy isn't his partner. Um, Just hope that he downplayed it in front of Ashley and that he didn't really mean it. Um, Yeah, I totally didn't mention that, I don't think, when I talked about it um, in my thing. Or no, when you talked about it, sorry.
0: You had just mentioned that like he said that she says she isn't his partner well then Uh, what the heck is she
1: yeah honestly what's what i thought i had posted a thing on my tumblr but like my brief summary of what i said was that i do think tim was just downplaying it for ashley and i Mm -hmm. think that he knows how important lucy is it's just i mean lucy helps him like not
0: get hurt on the job
1: well because he had already messed up the date and so it's like him harping on that would have just made it more obvious, and I don't think he's ready to confront yeah. exactly how important she is and like what that actually means. So, but anyway, um, Ricarda enjoyed seeing Gray in the field. Uh, cheerf- cheerful Harper, goodness, I can't speak. Um, is a little scary. <laughs> I mean, oh dear, kind
0: of, but I'm also like. I high key love it. Yeah, like, I'm here. Give for me more it. of it.
1: <laughs> yeah, um, and Jack has the best parents he can ask for. So he okay. does. And like, when can we see him, please? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah.
0: I mean, I don't know. I was like hoping a little bit for like an updated picture of him because I swear we've seen that picture.
1: <laughs> maybe like so. when
0: Angela went back to work, maybe we did it, but it looked familiar so Mm
1: -hmm.
0: um emily had said this episode is one of the best in her opinion and she said nyla's cheerful lines were the best uh they seem to get way more chaotic as the minutes passed she asked which one our favorite was what's
1: your favorite nyla line oh god no see it has to i can't not say the one where gray was like seriously how long are you gonna be like this so (laughs) um the one where she was like you didn't foresee you know being paired with the mm. best uh officer yeah
0: that one <laughs> i think mine is a tie between thank you so much for calling and god i just love this job like I, it was the way that her voice
1: changed in it yeah i just mine it. was just i mean i like yeah i mean mine still is gray if i had to pick one but just honest to god just no one being like maybe i should drive yeah yeah okay like she didn't even hesitate she was just
0: like yeah yeah it's fine um and then emily loved the nolan union delegate storyline um she said it felt very reminiscent of his early days um and it has roots there of him being the moral center with his passion to make things better with like no matter the pushback um and she said she's living for his continued rivalry with smitty same like i hope that smitty kind of continues to push back or like get tries to give him pointers and john's like respectfully no like i'm not taking those Mm -hmm. um and then emily said i may be the only one who caught this but officer jan but when officer jansen spoke like she was she said correct me if i'm wrong but his character has never spoken and he's been there since the pilot i don't know i was like kind of caught off guard with that scene because i was just focusing on like what had happened before so i would have to like go back and watch it for the third time um but i mean that's probably true like you know they it seems like the only recurring like other patrol officer that they're using is officer webb and he was in this episode so i don't know maybe jansen is just like a background actor um yeah but yeah so then she also said Chenford was just pure feel good i'm also really enjoying the stage in their journey and yes yeah, she said i always have lots more to say but i'll leave it to a later a longer post so they mm-hmm. love emily mm-hmm. but yeah yeah Chenford was just like pure feel good i'm excited to see where it goes with chris and lucy and then like it's tim gonna get jealous and ashley's like alright, that's it. I'm, like, I'm not gonna sit here and compete for this. Yeah. That's how I can kind of see it going.
1: Yeah.
0: So. Um,
1: or, like, Tim talking about Lucy. She's not even there.
0: Yes. <laughs> yeah. I feel like he's probably already done that, and Ashley's just, like, I mean, at this point, like, I'm just with him because he's good-looking. Yeah. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> so yeah.
1: Oh dear. Yeah. Um Lydia loved this episode. Um, it was well balanced with uh the main cast having good storylines. Uh she thought Grey going like, sorry, Gray going out in the field with the Italian detective was cool. Uh too bad he turned out to be a dirty cop. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was kind of like excited for Gray to have like a friend yeah and i was like oh no <laughs> bad friend They never gets like good just
0: wholesome storylines yeah but i guess that's also like because it's a cop show so mm-hmm. yeah
1: yeah um and Trinford, um she actually felt really bad for ashley during that double date um kind of hoped ashley would be more jealous in the end scene um and that scene in the morgue where tim and lucy discuss options was amazing it reminded her so much of their season two dynamic Yeah, so true there was no i don't okay so i was not the only person that thought this because people on twitter were also saying this but like honest to god if they were actually dating there i swear to god they would have just like kissed in that moment yeah because like they both looked at Well, Lucy looked up at him. He looked down at her. Like, Mm -hmm. if it was, like, an actual life or death, like, not that it wasn't high stakes, but just, like, you know, just, oh, my God, just would have been, like, perfect moment to do something.
0: I feel like I saw someone say, like, I wish that they would have kissed as, like, a be safe moment or something like that.
1: Yeah, if they but, were dating.
0: Yeah. yeah. Yeah, if they
1: were canon. Yeah. Um but yeah, same. It was just there was just no need for me to be like so excited over that like minute scene of them just like staring at the body cam footage. But I was. I feel like season four
0: has had like some definite key moments that like season two had. hmm Yeah
1: definitely um smiling and crying nyla was funny and yeah she was absolutely hilarious and fantastic i need more of that yeah um and no one can do so much good as union rep yes hopefully i swear if he loses that job oh god what if he loses the job and smitty is back like as union rep,
0: and no one's like i can't believe i lost it to him god i mean that's some comedy right there
1: yeah um oh and then she asked will ashley leave soon
0: (laughs) people were like comparing like chris and lucy's like body language and stance versus tim and ashley's and i was like yeah you can definitely tell
1: that they were standing so far apart yeah um, yeah, it was a little bit. I don't know, of course. I noticed though they both had um, like backpacks, yeah, or like things that they needed to hold onto their shoulders a bit more. Uh, they looked like they were matching to me, too. <laughs> yeah, they kind of did. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know if that was just because, like. Tim usually, I mean, he's not, like, the hugest, like, um, gesturer yeah. when it comes to, like, conversation. Like, he's not super animated with his hands, but just, like, usually he does something. Yeah. Um, and so I don't know if, like, he was holding the bag, if, like, that did it. I'm, like, literally doing these motions as if people are going to see what I'm doing. No one's going to see this. Goodness. <laughs> um, so I don't know if that's it or i don't know um and yeah i don't know i i'm assuming we're gonna see more of ashley i feel i don't know though
0: i thought that helena had just posted on social media that she was like back on set but i could very well be wrong
1: yeah i know jenna dewan did but i don't know about uh helena i did not
0: um let's see so on November 30th, she had said like car scene's in the desert today. I don't know if it was for the rookie, but like Erica liked it. So oh, that I it was know. like way back when though that was um... like November 30th. But then yeah. it also mm-hmm. like she's filming other stuff too, so I don't fully know. Yeah. But we shall see. Yeah. Yeah. Um so then yeah uh that Chelsea fan on Twitter had just said um why didn't they give us the conversation we needed the I think you liked him and I think you love Lucy conversation like from Chris and Ashley she okay. said I'm exhausted <laughs> I mean okay listen I love me a good slow burn it sucks but like I love it like I'm used to it yeah <laughs> but also like the desire that like just i just want them to like kiss each other and like get it done but i also don't because usually when they give it to you too fast it doesn't work out well so
1: yeah i'm used to waiting like four seasons for a ship to gather shit together so yeah i'm not too worried about it the longer
0: the better it is but also like just they're already so loud with how much they love each other so
1: yeah but nope. yeah um, Bonnie said Ashley wanting to seemingly mold Tim into someone she wants and force him to change oh um,
0: I feel I like mean, that's kind of common though in relationships like you always yeah. kind of want the other person to like give more than take mm-hmm.
1: you know I mean I guess just with how like everything was like I mean I thought she was... Pr- I mean, because she said she was flexible. So hopefully she stays true to that. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, sorry, I have to um, scroll. Um, Chris Lucy. Oh, okay, so people are also calling them Chris Lucy. Okay. I don't know if anyone can, like, confirm what their actual ship name is. I don't
0: think there is one. They're kind of just, like, lovely. a fling so far.
1: Well... If it's out there, let me yes. know. Yeah, tweet me, please. I want to know. Um, they're it adorable, took you a, like only a little
0: bit to jump on board. Last episode, you were like, Nope, I don't see it. Next, episode, I know, and he like, didn't really apologize
1: though. No, Damn, I just like, realized that though. He didn't really apologize for being a complete jerk, but like, they're just so much alike. It's like, honestly, yeah, it's honestly just because they both do geek out over. Things that I too geek out about. And so I was like, here for that. And I appreciate that. I just thought, okay,
0: so Chris was like, you know, I'm not that much of
1: an adventurous
0: eater either. And, you know, Tim wasn't, okay, but like, you never heard Chris complain about the food on the date, did you? That's so true. No, you did not. No, you didn't. Well, because Chris, like, couldn't get a word in. (laughs) (laughs) That's so true. God. I like the Dodgers too. And there's like
1: okay cool i can only imagine what that script looked like <laughs> just like paragraph like on tim cut to lucy yeah. go back on tim probably i Inter- mean, like pause interject chris here i mean
0: i can even see like the actors um, being like why are we here yeah
1: or like i only have it a- i have a short day today i have one line and then i get yeah. to go home yep um <laughs> totally kidding um although <laughs> I wonder if there is like any any behind the scenes at all that'd be so fun to see oh I'm sure there are um see and I lost my place God, darn Lucy.
0: it Chris and Lucy It's just oh, okay adorable
1: yeah um yeah they're adorable for a stop along the way um last night's episode really brought me around and then yep same um Lucy deserves someone who will be good to her while Tim sorts all of this out. Yep. Yeah. So true. Oh, man. People are, like, really, like, wondering why Ashley is, like... Still around. Yeah. Goodness. (laughs) Um, Because she literally witnessed uh, Chenford firsthand. Yeah. I think it would be very
0: obvious, though, like, if she broke it off with Tim this episode... Like, I can yeah. see her waiting a few episodes before she breaks it off with them.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, she also wasn't as understanding as Chris. Oh. I guess I didn't really see it that way. I mean, I... I don't know. Like, her saying that she's flexible and then being like, well, life can't always... I mean, yeah, I guess she wasn't really seeing it from Tim's side of, like, why he needed comfort. But then again, though, if Lucy hadn't accidentally, like, come across, like, some of Tim's past, like, he, mm-hmm. it would have taken him a while to open up. So I think it just takes him a while to open up. So if yeah. he doesn't share, she can't know. Yeah. Um. But yeah, she could try to see it from his side a little more. Um, <laughs> oh my gosh, people are so, like, cheerful Harper scares me a bit. Oh man, we're just here for it, though. Like, we, yeah, yeah um because i know it's not gonna last so i'm like <laughs> i
0: will take it as i get it i mean yeah, i just love like, i'm here for it i love sassy nyla
1: too but like mm-hmm. i'm here for happy nyla too yeah um the double date was everything and the morgue takedown for chenford really gave me old the old days of chenford like those kind of vibes mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yep it was so well balanced too yeah Everyone got screen time. Yeah. Everyone's like in agreement on that. And I they literally did though. Yeah. Like
0: literally everyone. I mean, they even cut a scene. They cut up the Chenfer date to like throw in a Nolan scene, which Mm -hmm. was nice to see. I kind of wish that we had just seen the entirety of the Chenfer date, like (laughs) in one, but it's fine.
1: Yeah. Um,
0: Um, so then Janine had said. Uh, the opening scene, Tim and Lucy at the beach and running into Ashley uh, since she had made the call. She said, was it just me or did Lucy cringe when Ashley appeared? I didn't see that.
1: Um, but, I didn't see it either.
0: But then she also said, and Ash saying, hottest cop, please. And Tim boasting to Lucy. Really? Like she needed to be told? <laughs> yeah. I mean it wasn't needed um so then yeah so she said the first scene with Chris and Lucy was cute and flirty and she has and of course Tim had to call her out on it um but you know like how she wanted to rip his head off last episode and now like this week he said like are you all sweet on him and Lucy's like did we just go back into the 50s okay um Mm -hmm. and Janine said that's subtle jealousy right there um and she said when it comes like down and you know tim asks her to double date with friends uh you know like lucy basically says you know it's because he can't try new things and all that um but janine's question was is if sanford wasn't strolling by would tim have just said like don't worry it can just be the three of us um Mm -hmm. or would he have still found someone (laughs) I don't God. think he would have wanted Lucy to be awkward. I think it was a good idea that he had asked Chris or whoever else would have, you know, he would have found. Honestly, but I also so I could
1: kind of see it because Tim would probably be thinking, oh, poor Lucy's going to be awkward. Then Ashley, God yeah. bless her, would be the awkward one because Lucy is just going to be looking at Tim the whole time. Yeah. And Tim's going to be paying attention to her the whole time. Like, so. Yeah um but then
0: janine had said the date oh my god i know you guys touched on this when we saw the preview but they should not have been next to each other i feel like at one point they were so turned to one another that they forgot chris and ashley were there
1: no Um, literally tim's whole entire body was turned towards lucy by the time dessert came i mean okay
0: i even saw it like when they first like cut to the date and like Tim had like kind of looked over and smiled at Lucy and I was like unless he's just like looking around like he definitely just like stole a glance at her
1: Mm -hmm. Uh the man is in love he just doesn't know
0: it yet okay but like if it was just Ashley Tim and Lucy Ashley would have definitely gotten up and like just would have disappeared they would have never even known I bet (laughs) like if it was just those three it definitely would have happened yeah. um and then janine also said gerald's the go. i can see these two on a real date in my head so clearly because last night it seemed like it was uh she said she could see tim was hardy and ashley when she got up to go to the restroom insert lucy smirk she loved that i didn't even catch the smirk
1: um i didn't either i just caught that lucy put the uh coconut dessert thing like popped that in her mouth and then yeah wow i don't know it was more like awkward i thought i don't know
0: yeah i don't know i I didn't catch it but i thought when ashley got up she was like no you know what i'm gonna leave because clearly i'm not needed here or something but yeah um and so then she you know janine says like the next day the morgue um you know like getting Like, he was close to her, you know, standing to show her the footage and stuff. And she says, but here's the part I'm concerned with. The idea to shine the flashlight into the suspect's eyes and Lucy crawl on the ground. Like, what if she got hit? Because he had, like, just started shooting. Um, Yeah, well, you could see, like, she, like,
1: backed away for it, like, ducked a little bit lower
0: at one point, too. And then Damien said, I know Lucy's a badass and could get the job done, though. Um, it reminded her of 201 with the fake cops and they had each other's back and I know Tim wouldn't let anything happen to her. Yeah. True. Um and then Janine said that the end scene had her like conflicted for both of the couples. Um you know Chris like waiting for Lucy to let her know that like he wasn't feeling the date um and their first date shouldn't be a double date. And then you know like Lucy's response is honest. Um, she thought it was a cute scene i did too i thought it was really cute how like lucy got all excited um and then she said the other half was tim and ashley and she just said like oh my god that was tim did apologize you know but um she thinks that tim is lying to himself in a way and he doesn't know what to think about his feelings for lucy so he's just like referring to himself as her sergeant um because it's just easier to you know face um janine also pointed out that another person on twitter says he knows he knows what he's doing by like saying that um but you know janine's just like i think he's just trying like hard to make the relationship work which yeah i agree like he's gonna say anything to like ease ashley's worries and thoughts so um yeah and then she said personally i'm just glad that lucy didn't hear that because it definitely would have hurt her um you know after all they've been through i think so yeah i think it's i think it's good that tim didn't see chris and lucy walk out together even though i kind of was hoping that and then it's also good that lucy didn't hear tim say that about like you know she's not his partner um Mm -hmm. and i kind of wonder because eric had hinted at it in cameos that you know like Chenford is gonna have like a separation period i wonder if he was saying like oh she's not my partner thinking that like tomorrow he's gonna make it like he's gonna switch aids rude you know like kind of like telling himself ahead of time like oh i need to fix this before it gets worse or something you
1: know yeah
0: um i don't like it but i could see it yeah i don't either and so then Janine said that partially it brings her back to when Rachel said to Lucy, like, your partner. And she corrected her saying, no, or, wait, partially, yeah, okay. When Rachel said, it's Lucy, your partner, and he corrected her saying, no, she's just my boot. Um, but Janine's, Janine also said that she could be reading too much into it. I don't know. I feel like Tim's just trying to, like, just decompress the situation i don't know that's not really the right word but like like put out the fire Mm -hmm. um and Mm -hmm. kind of throwing ashley off uh janine also said that she's happy for john with the union delegate um delegate and she likes what he's trying to do but that guy that's the head of the union is definitely going to make things messy she also said that pregnant Nyla is great um, and her two best lines are when Gray says to her, like, how much longer are you going to be like this? And uh, when she's in the shop and, and Angela calls them on the radio um, thanking, and she thanks them for the call. And then her last bullet point was, you know, that Wopez are the cutest parents and uh, Wesley at the end realizing that Angela never had the, like, availability to go to anything other than like public school um you know like him realizing that and then just you know wanting to make sure that her thoughts are heard too is important um mm-hmm. and it made wesley change his thinking but yeah that's about it for listener thoughts so um you guys can find this on twitter at the shop talk pod underscore or email us at shop talk the rookie podcast at gmail.com with all of your thoughts. You can find us individually on Twitter as well. I'm at jcirc 804.
1: And I'm at Carrie Hyman.
0: And that's it for us. We'll be back next week with a recap of 413. Um, you know, and just seeing where the rookie takes us. Yep. Yep. Bye, guys. Bye.
1: Go get them, boo.